Hey friend, and welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be continuing in John chapter one, starting at verse 35, and we're going to just complete chapter one today. And um, I just want to encourage you to maybe add this little series into your daily routine, Um, you know, in various places of the Bible, it says for us to be successful, that we need to meditate on his word day and night. So maybe this is, maybe if you do, if you do your Bible reading in the morning, you add this into like your evening practice, or maybe you normally listen to worship music on the way to work. Maybe this will be an opportunity for you to meditate on scripture in the morning on your way to work. Um, yeah, I just want to encourage you to make this a part of your routine. I hope it is beneficial for you. And another quick announcement is that we reached our 10,000 download mark. And so we are celebrating that milestone on March 12th at 1.30 p.m. Central Standard Time uh, via Zoom. So I'd love for you guys to join me. We're just basically going to be doing like a meet and greet, get to know each other, um, just have some fun conversation. It's going to be great. Um, I might add some, you know, things you know, to the virtual party um, as time goes on, as as I feel led. But um, I did want to in- extend that invite to you. And you can go on to join the uh, Beyond the Booze Facebook group and you'll find the invitation there. So just RSVP and let me know you're going to show up and I'll see you then. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and dive into today's reading. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the Most High, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. And before we get started, let me just pray for us real quick. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this um, opportunity to read your word. Thank you that we in the U.S. have access to Bibles. Um, I know not everywhere has access to your word. And Lord, so we thank you for that. Thank you that we can read your word um, without the fear of being persecuted. Um, We thank you for that. And we just pray that you would um, allow this scripture to change the way we think about you and for it to allow us to grow in our relationship with you jesus in jesus name i pray amen john 1 starting at verse 35 the next day john was there again with two of his disciples when he saw jesus passing by he said look the lamb of god 
When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? I just wanna pause right there. Um, and I wanted to define what a disciple is. So according to Merriam-Webster, a disciple is a devoted allegiance to the teaching of one chosen as a master. And then according to discipleship.org, a disciple is someone who is following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, and is committed to the mission of Jesus. And the other thing I thought was interesting was that the first thing that Jesus says, or that's recorded in the book of John that Jesus says is, what do you want? And so I just wanted to read a little bit of the commentary about that. And it says that when the two disciples began to follow Jesus, he asked them, what do you want? Following Christ is not enough. We must follow him for the right reasons. To follow Christ for our own purposes would be asking Christ to follow us, to align with us, to support and advance our cause, not his. We must examine our motives for following him. Are we seeking his glory or ours? So just a question for you to meditate on. And then um, we're just gonna hop back into verse 38. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. And I just imagine what Jesus's place looked like. I would imagine he was probably like a minimalist with some cool, um, sleek furniture. <laughs> you know, because he was a carpenter, so he probably made some nice, you know, wooden, uh, like coffee table kind of looking things. I just, I just could imagine it's probably like a, he probably had a clean house and it was probably very minimal. Um, so I just wanted to say that because sometimes it really helps to put yourself into the story. And I, I could just imagine how cool it was to like spend the day with Jesus. Um, but let's hop back into verse 40. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard that John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas. Which, is when, which when is translated is Peter. And I just, I was really um, taken by that verse where it says, you are Simon, son of John, you will be called Cephas. And I'm just gonna read it one more time just for emphasis. You are Simon, son of John, you will be called Cephas. And so Cephas, which is translated to Peter, uh, means the rock. And I wanted to read the commentary because I just thought it was so cool. Like, you know, as soon as Jesus met Simon, Simon was given like a new identity. Um, and I feel like that's what happens with us. Like, and so let me read the commentary because I really liked the commentary in my Bible about this. It said, 
Jesus saw not only who Simon was, but who he would become. That is why he gave him a new name, Cephas in Aramaic, Peter in Greek. The name means a rock. Peter is not presented as rock solid throughout the Gospels, but he became a solid rock in the days of the early church, as we learn in the book of Acts. By giving Simon a new name, Jesus introduced a change in character. So yeah, I just thought that was really cool because then, you know, later on we find out that, you know, Peter was a big part of building the early church. Um, and yeah, so anyways, you know, there's the books of Peter, first Peter and then second Peter. And there's so many great verses in that chapter and a lot of great wisdom in that. So definitely encourage you to check out first Peter and second Peter. And then let's jump back into verse 43. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. And I wanted to pause again there because it says that Nazareth was despised by the Jews because a Roman army garrison was located there. Some have speculated that an aloof attitude or a poor reputation in morals and religion on the part of the people of Nazareth led to Nathanael's harsh comment. Nathanael's hometown was Cana, about four miles from Nazareth. And it just made me think about like my own hometown. You know, I grew up in Mesquite, Texas, and if you're in the Dallas area, sometimes like people kind of make fun of Mesquite um, being kind of like country ghetto. Like that's actually how I read it was described in the Urban Dictionary. And so it's just kind of, it just, you know, brings out the story even more to think about how Jesus was from this town where people you know, it's, it's just not like this royal town. Like, it's not like Rome, it's Nazareth, you know? So anyways, I wanted to <laughs> just kind of emphasize that. Um, but yeah, so let's go to verse 47. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than that. He then added, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And that is the end of chapter one. I wanted to go back um, and just read a little bit more about this interaction between Jesus and Nathaniel and how, you know, Nathaniel is skeptical of Jesus, right? And um, my commentary says, you know, that when Nathanael heard that the Messiah was from Nazareth, he was surprised. Philip responded, come and see. Fortunately for Nathanael, 
he went to meet Jesus and became a disciple. If he had stuck to his prejudice without investigating further, he would have missed the Messiah. Don't let people's stereotypes about Christ cause them to miss his power and love. Invite them to come and see who Jesus really is. And then, yeah, it, it, it always kind of strikes me when I read that part about how like Jesus says you that he saw him under the fig tree before Philip called him. It makes me wonder like what was he doing under the fig tree and like why did that cause him to believe that God that he was you know um why did that cause him to believe that he's the son of God and the king of Israel like what about that you know um and so I'm assuming it's very personal to him and a lot of our you know relationships I mean our relationship with Jesus is very personal and a lot of people wouldn't understand it and maybe that's why like maybe um maybe you know jesus saw something about what he was doing under the fig tree that you know maybe it wasn't something good you know it makes me think about like the story of the woman at the well which i cannot wait to get to in chapter four of john um and how he you know says to the woman like go get your husband and she then tells him like i don't have a husband and he you know tells her i know because you've had five husbands and the one you have now is not your husband what you say is very true and you know she's just kind of like oh my gosh like how did he know that so maybe it was something like that where there was just there was something about what jesus saw under the fig tree that you know really convicted Nathaniel, even though he was skeptical that Jesus was the son of God. So we are going to stop there today. I hope you guys are enjoying the series and definitely if you are, let me know. Always leave a review, shoot me a DM on Instagram or, you know, create a post in the Facebook group and just start a conversation. Um, our Facebook group is almost to 50 members. And so it's getting, you know, it's getting some traction. It's still pretty small, but, um, I'd love to start having more conversations in there with you all and for you all to have conversations with each other, because I know that we can all, you know, support each other and yeah, there's just, there's room for us to grow in community. So I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you guys soon.